Welcome back. This is the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. And we are back again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 12, which is really hard to believe. Wow. I know. It's crazy, right? Um, and we are so grateful to be back with you and talking about more stuff that is um, important to, you know, women in strength sports, women of color, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, before we get started tonight, of course, I, you know, always want to find out what's been going on in our lives. So tell me a little bit, Dee, about what's happening with you. Oh boy. Um, okay. So I'm still coachless. I need to pull my life together because this is not funny anymore. Um, <laughs> my meet is in two months, 19 days, 10 hours and 40 minutes and three, two, one seconds. But who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> not certainly not me. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I need to pull my life together. Um, I'm making some decisions about what I want to do. Um, I guess everybody will hear it here first. I don't really care. I'm probably going to go back with my old coach, at least for my bench. Because um, I have some bench goals I'd like to hit in a meet. Um, so I'm thinking that I will focus there. And do a little bit less focus on my squats and my deads so that I can focus on benching well. Um, I still will. I'm not going to go in as bench only as of right now. I'm planning to do a full power meet, but I think my focus will be that bench number because I have some major bench goals I'd like to see happen before the end of 2017. So there's that. Um, as you know, and as I feel like a fair number of our listeners who nosy around my Instagram stories know, I'm going to a military ball on Friday. We won't talk about who I'm going with. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's a mystery. Um, Yeah, it'll be, I guess, I guess, I guess my date will make their debut in my Instagram stories. But um, yeah, so we're doing the military ball. We had a fun little shopping trip. We being me and everybody that I texted for their opinion. And then everybody who saw at least two or three of the dresses in my Instagram story. Um, But I have yet to post the real dress. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think I've done that before where I've posted the ones I'm looking at. I came home with two and I will decide on Friday which of those two gets worn because mm-hmm. I don't know which one I want to wear. So there's that. Um, other than that, I think it's been life as usual. I've been having fun doing back back bends against the wall. And to everybody who's tried this back bend against the wall thing, y'all be careful and find a spotter, please. Please. Please go. Please. Please please go find someone to spot you. I I said this on Instagram, but I'm going to say it here. I was a dancer and a gymnast before I ever picked up a weight. Right. <laughs> before I ever touched a barbell. So I am f- unusually flexible and my body adapts to that really quickly. So my two day, three days apart where the first day I was struggling, the next day I was basically, as, uh, as, as, as I was told, I looked like the exorcist mm-hmm. or like I should be <laughs> in the exorcist because my back was bent in an unnatural angle that is purely due to the fact that i am i've been doing i'm getting flexibility back i'm not (laughs) gaining new flexibility i'm just getting back what i've always had so if you are going to try that first of all also chelsea uh who gave that to me um 
Savvy Savage, if you follow her on Instagram. She also, I believe, was a gymnast before she was a powerlifter. Mm-hmm. So when you see us doing weird, freakish things with our arches and backbends, please understand that we have an unfair advantage. We're ringers. It's, <laughs> so I'm not saying don't do it, but just go find a spotter and be careful, right. please. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah, and if and if you've never done a backbend from standing, see if you can do a bridge first, a standard bridge or wheel pose first. Let them know because you can't be suing us because I don't have any liability insurance and I'll have nothing for you. Right. So. Right. I'm poor. I have two dogs. I'm poor. Leave me alone. (laughs) So (laughs) that's all I got. Do you want Sasha? She won't go with you anyway. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, you on you on your own. Useless. You on your own. Useless. So Uh, please ask somebody to spot you to help you to show you how to do it do not try to do that based solely on what you saw in my videos now if you want to ask if you want to ask chelsea for help dm her and i'm she hasn't given me permission to say this so sorry chelsea (laughs) um (laughs) um, but she's a coach Mm -hmm. she's an actual coach she has a business as a powerlifting coach so at least if you go to her that is her job to help people. I would recommend right. maybe a signing up for coaching, but again, I she's not my coach. I'm just right. saying. Right. Ask somebody who knows. Don't just copy the Instagram thing. That's what a bad doing. idea. Exactly. Exactly. That was a nice little PSA. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it makes me nervous. I've yeah. seen a couple. I've seen a couple people who've made me genuinely like. I know that had they been in a gym where someone was a gymnast background or anything like that would have told them not to. So, well, I know I ain't trying yeah. it. I, I, and I, when I was a wee, just a wee little bit of a thing. I, I, you know, was into gymnastics. I've talked about that on one of the first episodes that we did, but I ain't doing that. So, I mean, just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have some common sense about yourself. Yes, please be careful, y'all. We, 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 we love working on the flexibility on the arch. Right, we love that. Everybody That's loves a nice arch. That's a good thing. But start where you are. Start. Start where. where sorry, buddy, start you where you are. are. Yes, 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 yes. I feel so like we is, say that a lot yes. on here. So that yeah, is, let's stick with that. There we go. That is a good PSA. It's it's good advice for any and everyone. Um, yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, for me, you know, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I've, you know, been sick. I've been this, I've been that. Um, I will say this, like I, I mean, and really this has been since <laughs> 2016, but I have really been highly attuned to, and we'll probably need to do an episode on this, but just highly attuned to my mental health and checking in and, and making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And let me tell you, like by the time, you know, sort of the timing with when, you know, y'all will hear this, um, you know, it will be maybe two weeks past or maybe a weekend past, I don't know, past the whole incident at UVA down in Charlottesville. And when I tell you that, like, that just in disturbed my entire spirit and I'm not going to get into it here because I'm sure everyone has already sort of listened to the news and heard what happened whatever but it just really reinforced the fact for me that you know self-care is so important and you know it's really important sometimes that if you feel the need to kind of check out and you know just 
wean yourself off of the news and social media and all of these other things and just do what you need to do to be kind to yourself like this was really um an opportunity for me to do that it's just it was just so much to think about and so much to unpack so i just really kind of you know unplugged last weekend and just you know stayed off of facebook and all of these other things is it just it was just really painful for me you know as a mom as you know a mom to a young black man as a wife to a black man it just was really it was just a really stressful situation for me so that was kind of one thing i was kind of contending with and just trying to figure out how to best take care of myself and my family you know with respect to that um aside from that you know um just started really just kind of focused on stuff that makes me happy and brings a smile to my face you know worked with my powerlifting athletes from special olympics and you know um you know just did some stuff to just kind of chill and, and 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 make myself happy so you know ended up doing a lot of that i have some very sort of um distinct feelings about that whole situation which i have kind of compiled into a post to go onto our blog so just be on the lookout for that but at any rate it's just i mean suffice to say it's just crazy right now in the world and you know if you let it it can take a huge toll on you so you just have to be really mindful and careful about you know taking care of yourself and being kind to yourself and being gentle with yourself with respect to that kind of stuff so um other than that not too much else going on a lot going on at work um and you know again just trying to get back into the groove of things from being sick and I haven't been doing a great job with uh, tracking my macros. <laughs> um, I've been eating a lot of pizza <laughs> and those kinds yes. of things. And, and, and my, hey, has macros. listen, I am not mad about it at all. Got on the scale this morning. It was a little like, ooh, okay. But, you know, again, it's just a data point. So I didn't, I didn't take it too seriously. I was just like, well, hey, it is what it is. So I'm just... I'm just enjoying just kind of training just to be training so we'll see what happens but you know I'm not at all pressed about any of that stuff but um, besides pizza has macros there's protein it in it there's does. fat in it and it has carbs so as far as I'm concerned it's a fucking salad okay <laughs> basically <laughs> let's salad? not forget the vegetables I mean I always right. get a veggie pizza with you know some sort of meat added to it so yeah it's it's not at all a bad see? thing it's a complete meal. That's all it that is. is. It's absolutely the perfect meal. Vegetables, absolutely. carbs, meat, you're good. Yes. See? It is a wonderful thing. Problem solved. Yes. So Yeah, uh, this is really how we talk to each other in real life. Like we have these conversations on the phone. All this the time. Is real. Like this, this is, is <laughs> this is the real deal, y'all. So anyway, so yeah, aside from that, you know, just chilling, uh, you know, the kid is about to go back to school. He's going to be in the eighth grade. He's taller than me. His voice is deep. Like that's a whole other thing. Um, the dog. Oh, my God. He was having some sort of issue. So we took him to the vet. My husband took him to the vet and the vet was like, oh, you know, he's got because he was kind of shaking his head a lot and like, you know, kind of batting at his ear. So we we're thinking maybe he has an ear infection husband takes him to the vet and the vet's like yes he's got this ear infection you know you know here are the different ways that we could handle it so she starts taking off all of the tests they can do and my old cheap ass husband was like well is he gonna die if we don't get him there then no nah, we're not doing that <laughs> well does he need that no nah, we're not doing that test either so 
you know, we got out of there, I guess, relatively unscathed for a couple of hundred bucks. But, you know, he was feeling some kind of way about it. But he's anyway. So Angus is on the mend. He's, you know, his, his ear seems to be fine. And he's back to begging for food. So, you know, he's doing well, too. Um, but at any rate, so, you know, again, you know, we're always kind of... Uh, D and I are just kind of batting back and forth about, you know, different things that we can talk about and, you know, stuff that, you know, uh, folks that listen to our podcast, you know, suggest us or talk about with us. And I think one of the things that, again, is, is a huge thing right now is, you know, athletes and fitness and the whole sexualization of the industry. So, you know, I thought that, um, you know, we can kind of talk about that a little bit, whether it, you know, it's, it's sort of how it's affected us personally or what we can do about it. And, and is it really a bad thing, you know, and, and, and why? So um, I guess my first question, or well, not question, but I guess my first thing would be, you know, how, how has that um, transition affected you personally, D. Like you know, we 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 all see kind of with the burgeoning of, of social media, where you know you look at a female athlete nowadays, and it's always been this way, but it seems to be a lot more, I think, in your face because of social media. Um, how that's kind of affected you and and sort of your perceptions of of, of female athletes. I, oh goodness, <laughs> I think for me, it's really, really, really hard for me to take female athletes who play into that seriously. Right. I have a really hard ta time taking women who play into that. I understand if you're given a contract and occasionally you're asked to be sexy. That's not a problem for me. I mean, there's sex in all kinds of advertising and right. it doesn't bother me as a high level thing. But when... I'm looking for, I don't know, workout wear or workout equipment, like especially things like barbells mm -hmm. and weight plates and kettlebells. I don't need to see a woman who's in a thong bent over, right. oiled up in a pair of heels because she's clearly not going to do anything with that weight equipment because right. either she's going to slip and fall <laughs> because she's oiled up. She's going to break an ankle because she's wearing five inch stilettos, you know, right. and it's I, I don't have a problem with it in the sense that, okay, she's choosing to be sexy, that's fine. I don't care about your personal choices to be sexy. What I do care about is the fact that that has become the first image that is the go-to for female athletes. And mm -hmm. I remember a while back um, in a, face group, a Facebook group that I'm in, there was a video that got posted. Um, I'm pretty sure it was posted or created by a content creator that focuses primarily on kind of the men's side of men's issue side of things. So female athlete, but for a male dominated website mm -hmm. and the girl I've, I've seen her on Instagram. She is a legitimate athlete. I'm not going to say her name. I think a lot of people have probably seen this video. Um, but she is a super legitimate athlete. She's amazing looking. She's a pretty girl, great muscle, super strong. And yet somehow, in this video, they did the entire thing in slow motion. She's oiled up and it's just kind of ridiculous and laughable that <laughs> she's in this gym doing all this hardcore work, clean and jerks and snatches right. and deadlifts. And yet somehow <laughs> they couldn't just let her put on a work, a sports bra and workout pants. She's got to have her 
her shorts so high up that I'm pretty sure she could taste them. Like, I just, that bothers me. Like, let her just be an athlete. Just let her be an athlete. Yes, she's a gorgeous girl. Yes, she has a ridiculous body. But just let her be an athlete. I don't understand. Um, well, well, I do understand. But I guess that's the part where I struggle is that at some point I feel like, at least for me as an athlete, if it was my, if it was me in her place, I feel like you're delegitimized delegitimizing me as an athlete like right why am i naked <laughs> can mm-hmm. i just put some clothes on and lift the weights i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah we all do we've seen the crossfit games i think is probably the best example of it yeah there are times where if you are outdoors working out wearing a you know sweatpants and five layers of clothes is not necessarily the most practical thing and in those right. in those situations that's fine but i often see it angled to be well she's wearing these shorts because we need to get as much of her legs and her ass as possible and that's uncomfortable for me just as a female athlete and i think on the social media side everyone who wants a fitness career these days is angling for sex mm-hmm. at least women the men i don't understand their sex side of the industry i'm not even gonna pretend i understand that not my not my area of expertise right <laughs> but for women i feel like even with the most amazing lifts the women who get the most recognition are the ones who put themselves out there to be sexy as well. And it's this constant balance between I'm so sexy, but I'm strong, but I'm so sexy. Like stop, just be strong. And if the right sponsor comes along, the right sponsor comes along. But I'm also saying that from a place of somebody who has a full-time job to pay my bills. So I don't need to be, recognized by sponsors or anybody right to pay my bills i can do whatever i want if i want to parade around in in a tigger costume and that's how i'm lifting that day guess what that's what the fuck y'all are gonna see on my instagram i'm Mm -hmm. lifting in a tigger suit right but that's not going to change anything in my life except people might think i'm weird right but if i guess if i were paying my bills and i was being pressured i probably would be tempted to go that route because that's how you get noticed when there's especially as much as female lifting has grown Mm -hmm. you've got to stand out somehow and i think that's how a lot of people are choosing to do it these days i get yeah that's how i see it i think that's what i see yeah yeah um yeah you know and it's it's interesting to me because i guess i'm looking at this a couple of different ways so you know as a um as a, as a woman, and, you know, again, you know, I think one of the reasons we sort of started this whole, you know, scenario with this podcast and all of these other things was, you know, really highlighting, you know, uh, black women, women of color that participate in these sports, right? And, you know, not only giving a voice to the ones that are already sort of deep in it, but also exposing, you know, these these sports and these endeavors to women who may not know a lot about them or may be interested in them and i think my great concern is for those women who may be thinking to themselves wow powerlifting seems really cool crossfit seems really cool you know olympic weightlifting seems really cool maybe it's something i want to look at when they go online or they go on instagram or you know whatever and they see these athletes that are portrayed in a certain way it i'm concerned that it it almost alienates them because they say to themselves wow well 
I'm clearly not someone who is X, Y, and Z size with, you know, these huge ass breasts in this teeny tiny top <laughs> and these booty shorts, you know, greased up like a butterball turkey trying to do double unders or, you know, trying to do pull-ups in CrossFit because I don't look like that, then this isn't something that's for me. You know that's not motivating for them or that's not giving them sort of that courage to try that particular sport because again these are people that don't necessarily look like them so that's that's one reason why I find it particularly troublesome the other reason is as a mom you know and I don't have a daughter um, but I have a son and I've said this time and time again you know my main goal in life is not only to raise someone who is a decent human being and who is kind, but also to raise a man who is not misogynistic, who does not buy into rape culture, who, you know, respects women, you know, all of these things. And so knowing that these images are out there and that he's seeing them and that he's, you know, potentially feeding into that, it's very um it, it's very concerning for me you know because he he knows his mama right and he sees his mama get up and go to the gym and he's come to you know the crossfit box with me and he's seen me in competitions for crossfit and all of these other things so he sees me sweating and working hard and you know trying to be strong and all these other things but then there's that juxtaposition of him seeing me but also seeing you know these images of women that are you know in the CrossFit gym, but they're, you know, crawling around on the floor or you know, they're, <laughs> they're in the regular gym, but they're wearing a thong and thigh highs and like, you know, lifting little pink baby weights. So it's like, those are questions that I'm having to answer for him. Like, well, you know, mom, what is, I don't understand. And you don't do that to do you. So that's frustrating for me as well. You know, and I think, um, you know, those are the kind of things that I've been looking at, you know, when I see these images and they resonate with me, you know, either negatively or positively, I have to stop and ask myself, well, why are you so bothered by that? You know, is it a personal thing you feel like this is some reflection on you because you don't necessarily look like that? Or is there something else going on? And nine times out of 10, you know, it, it really is just because I feel like those images aren't necessarily representative of what these sports are about and I think they almost do a disservice to the women and the athletes that are involved and are doing these things so you know it I don't know it, it, it's kind of like I feel like this fine line that you have to you know you have to walk because again I'm not I'm also not someone who's going to police women and say what you should be doing and what you should not be doing I mean if you're proud of your body that's great but I just feel like a lot of times these images and these, you know, advertisements, all of these things are extremely performative and it's for not because this woman feels empowered and she wants to show herself off this way, but it's, it's for the male gaze. And I think that that's where the issue comes in. You know, if you're doing something because, yo, I look good and I worked hard and I want to show this off, then you know, more power to you, but I just find that more often than not, that's not necessarily the reasoning behind things. 
and you know it's just it that's just pretty disheartening to me i actually often wonder if women are even these women who get approached to do these kinds of things i often wonder how many times they've actually pulled apart the fact that the default setting is sexy right do do any of them ever stop to say hey could we do this without all the you know is there a because i know being younger especially some of these women who are much younger in their early 20s and may not be as savvy about the things that are being presented to them i know i remember being that age and when i was in my early 20s um that was in a certain phase of my life when i was doing i was focused more on dance yeah and i guess what you would i was about the size of what we would now consider maybe a bikini competitor a slightly Mm -hmm. fat bikini competitor Uh for just for the sake of people's imaginations right i would get approached for certain dance assignments and the or modeling and things like that and i remember there were times with certain brands where for me i was just very uncomfortable okay so i'm going to do this event with you and your expectation is i'm basically wearing panties and a bikini top right i didn't care that i was in amazing shape back then i was in the best shape of my life back then in terms of what the what the mainstream public would consider me being in good shape not necessarily what i consider being in good shape but i was in the best shape of my life but i still didn't necessarily want to be naked all the time um and and i started to kind of say no to those assignments and i often wonder how many of these girls have actually stopped to think long enough about the fact that they are being put in front of that camera in that way for the sake of men looking at them it has nothing to do with selling a damn thing because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten if it's not in a men's magazine it isn't selling to men directly anyway right so i just i just often wonder if we're all becoming a little bit conditioned especially with social media being what it is if we're all becoming conditioned to that as the norm i mean i think that that it's the expectation yeah and i i i wholeheartedly agree with that like i think you know and, and and here's the thing too you know it's one thing to kind of bat around and sit around and talk about like you know well this is bad and this is bad and what can we do to change it and and all of those things and i guess you know it's a matter of looking at it like okay you know is it supply and demand you know is it that if the demographic demands these sort of images and continues to do so then obviously that's what the organization the company whatever is going to you know try to supply but then you know what would happen if you know the demographic said hey these aren't the images that I want, right? And I don't know, I haven't done any research to look into sort of, you know, comparatively speaking, the percentage or the number of women versus men that buy supplements, that buy, you know, um, protein powders, that buy all of these things from these different companies. But that being said, you know, I think, you know, if women kind of looked at their buying power and said, I'm going to send a message with my dollars and say hey these aren't the images that i want to see would that change things would that change the way that these products are marketed would that change the way that you know these things are presented um you know and i don't i don't really i don't know the answer to that you know i don't i don't i don't know if if that is a thing or not but I I just I can't help but wonder you know because I've just kind of gotten to the point with myself in in many areas across my entire life you know I'm very 
cognizant and careful about how careful about how I spend my money, and I'm very cognizant and careful about the 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 companies that I I spend my money with, you know, and if they aren't necessarily aligning with, you know my philosophies or my messaging then you know I made that choice not to be bothered with them and you know who knows I mean maybe you know and, and also you know I think I've, I've mentioned this before and we've talked about this before in terms of this whole you know quote-unquote sponsorship thing and all of that like you know most of the stuff that I've done whether it be bodybuilding or you know powerlifting all these other sort of hobbies that I have they're just hobbies like I don't I'm not pressed to get a company to pay for some damn protein powder for me you know and 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 maybe that's just because i'm you know i'm in a good i i'm in a space where i'm fortunate that you know i i my livelihood sort of affords me the opportunity to kind of do those things without thinking much about it um so i try not to be judgmental in that way but it's just not that serious to me you know where I'm going to kind of go against some of the things that I believe in in terms of you know my values to be able to you know have free you know glutamine or protein powder or be, you know branched chain amino acids like it just ain't that serious to me so now you yeah. know you want your BCAAs for free I mean you I would like you it for free. <laughs> I would like it well, but I mean I'm not gonna show my titties to get it you know <laughs> not that anybody wants to see it, them anyway but <laughs> and if you did I would question your our entire friendship exactly right 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 you know but no. I mean for and for some folks you know maybe it is as serious you know because they are trying to find ways to supplement you know their income so that they can afford to you know compete in bodybuilding or powerlifting or whatever you know and again I you know I, I can't I'm not overly concerned with what anybody else chooses to do like if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do like I said but I guess I'm always looking at it from the perspective of you know can I do you know if I'm presented with an opportunity or I'm looking at something can I do this thing and then look my son in the face when he asked me about it right that's always something that's a huge concern of mine um and that is you know why I you know kind of carefully curate sort of the images of myself or what I put online or you know what I involve myself in or what I align myself with you know but I just you know I I, I think in a lot of ways like I said you know it's it's frustrating too for me because you know you kind of have these images out there and then, you know, I go train and I'm like, yo, I'm going to the gym and train this leg day. I'm going to put throw these shorts on in this, you know, sleeveless tank. And you have these people like approaching you or looking at you in a certain way and they don't know you, but they may have just been on Instagram and seen, you know, all of these other images of, of women that are dressed a certain way and kind of what they represent and what they're doing. And they want to project that onto you. You know, and it's like, nah, I'm just here to just lift some heavy shit, bro. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's frustrating in that way, too. But again, I, I feel like I constantly have to check myself. Like, why, why, why is this resonating with you so much? Is it because of, you know, it's making you feel some kind of way about yourself or, you know, your own self-image or, you know, what you feel like? you know a female athlete should look like so it just is it just raises a lot of interesting questions i think you know for me one of the things that's troubling for me is that 
is the dynamic between anyone's choice to be sexy. I know, I can't sit here and lie. Like, if you look at my Instagram, that there aren't sexy pictures. I do that sometimes, whatever. Um, but similar to you, I guess, on the single person's version of can I look my son in the eye is if I decide that I'm running away from fitness or if I was doing a fitness career because I quite frankly fitness isn't my career um if I decide to leave this behind tomorrow if I walk into a regular corporate America job for an interview and they run a background check or search my name uh will I get the job because I and y'all can call me the hatingest hater that ever did hate but the reality is they do check and for a lot of these women out here who are you know very young i've seen girls as young as 17 and 18 doing this stuff you might not be in fitness for the rest of your life this might be what you're doing right now because right now for whatever reason fitness is trendy it's like the 80s all over again mm -hmm. and if you're choosing that as your career right now i know i've had hold on at least four careers since mm -hmm. my 20s mm -hmm. And if I had, even if I had started out as a personal trainer back in my 20s, I almost can guarantee you that that's not what I would be doing right now. And if I had built my entire career, and I did some sexy stuff. If y'all know me in real life, Bree knows my job history. I have some questionable shit <laughs> in my background. There's no, there's no porn. There's nothing like that. But there's some stuff that for some people would be eye-raising. And... Um, that kind of comes with the territory of choosing to kind of go into the dance world and the entertainment world. And even that I did in such a way that if someone comes across it in looking me up for a job or things like that now at 37 years old, there's nothing that I did that was so questionable that it would cause someone to not let me have a job. And I think that is what concerns me more than anything else is that so many of these women who I see, it's what if honestly, if you're in your 30s and you're a grown ass woman being sexy on the internet, if it works for you, have at it. I, I whatever, you're grown. I'm do do you. Yay, sexy. Right. But I worry about the girls who are a little bit younger who don't necessarily realize that your career um may not be forever what you're doing right now may not right. be forever i was actually had this i actually had a really interesting conversation about this exact thing except not about fitness um with some friends of mine over the weekend maybe no maybe two weekends ago we were talking about how so many of our friends who are in the dance world um here where we live moved to la worked as dancers for two years and now they're all working in corporate america because their dance careers weren't as, as successful as they thought they were going to be mm -hmm. and they had to double back and try to get regular jobs and if they had plastered themselves off all over the internet naked a lot of them wouldn't be able to get a job now right and because mo most of them managed to kind of find a nice balance between being sexy and still keeping their like image clean enough that if when dance was over they were able to move into corporate america or move into a more structured and typical job right without a lot of trouble and that's who i worry about i worry about the girls who are y too young to know what they're going to be when they grow up exactly exactly <laughs> and are making these decisions now yeah and i i i know you do too i praise the lord every day that instagram and facebook did not exist when i was anywhere between 13 and 21 oh thank you father god me. won't he do it and quite frankly myspace didn't even matter until i was almost what 25 24 right. 23 i don't remember when i had a myspace page i had one but i don't remember what year that was um which is just proof of how old i really am um 
But I thank the Lord every day that none of that stuff is preserved on the internet. Mm-hmm. At the age where I was too young to give a damn what was on the internet. Right. <laughs> and that's, I think that's the thing that scares me about the fact that sexy has become the default setting for everything marketing related. Right. And yeah, I know we're focusing on the women, but I think for men there's something to be said too. I just think that a lot of times men, the sexy stuff happens in a different context that we're not going to go go we're not going to deal with on this show right that's not our place to talk right. about that right but usually in advertising they put the men in a position of power or yes. actually doing something very they rarely do they comment on their that. physical appearance right or if it is it's like do you want giant big boulder massive delts like this guy do this or this is how he got his 775 pound deadlift look at his hamstrings you know like there's not that there's not that passive thing they're always active they're always the person in control in the shot and even when the woman is in control because i remember looking at magazines and thinking this that whenever the woman is in control in a shot like that they're in control using their sex, their sexuality or their sexiness to put them in control of right. something. It's never just, I'm strong and I'm, I'm in charge yeah. of this shit and I can lift heavy stuff. It's, I'm sexy. Yes. And I've hypnotized these yeah. men with my eyes and my body and blah, blah, blah. And that's how they've gained control. It's always and the I underlying wish- theme to everything. And it's just, like you said, it's just so... You know, it's so disheartening. I mean, you know, it's funny because that was really one of the reasons that kind of made me start to step away a little bit from bodybuilding because, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember back in the day when, you know, it, the, the, the Corey Eversons and the Rachel McGlishes and the, you know, um, Linda Murray's of the world were, you know, kind of at their heyday. And it really was about sort of, you know, build literally building your body and showing off the musculature and showing off, you know, all of the different muscles and sinews and tendons and things like that. And, you know, that's what was celebrated, you know, and it's just like things have to me moved so far from that direction nowadays, um, you know, that it, it you know, it, it, it's hard to look at, you know, some of these um, you know, bodybuilding competitions and whether you're looking at bikini or even sometimes figure or whatever, you're almost like, what exactly are you showing off? You know, what exactly is it that you're supposed to be highlighting for the people that are watching you, you know, and, you know, you, you, you look at those things and you start to look at that with you respect to yourself, you know, for me, you know, and I was kind of like, is this really what I want to be putting out there, you know, or what have you. Um, so, you know, you start asking yourself those kind of questions. And then, you know, again, you look at the media and you look at, you know, athletes and it's always this very sort of male, dominant you know type of scenario that is defining what is you know appropriate for a female athlete what is beautiful what is feminine or you know and our feminine is feminine and and athlete mutually exclusive you know when you if you look at the average you know female athlete whether it be a tennis player or volleyball or whatever inevitably something about her physical attributes are going to come up in that description or that assessment of that athlete very rarely do you see that happening with men 
very rarely. You don't see anything, you know, in ter or hear anything in terms of, you know, male tennis players and, and, you know, they look like this or they're wearing this or they're this or that. But let Serena Williams come out on the court, right? And, you know, that's all anyone cares about. Or, or even, you know, what's homegirl that, you know, is just whack as hell and is still getting indoors? Anna Kornikova. You Anna Kornikova. <laughs> yeah, you look at her. The fact that I knew exactly who you meant. <laughs> right. And, I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, in terms of tennis and skill, like, she's trash. But you look at her and the only thing that ever comes up is what she looks like. Her blonde hair and her figure and this and that. And it's just kind of like come on y'all like I need like we need to do better you know and again I don't know if that means we as consumers need to start demanding something different or you know or what just to change that paradigm you know and then you you know you throw into the mix you know especially going back to Serena you know not only what it means to be a female athlete but also what it means to be a black woman and a black female athlete. And there's so many labels that are thrown upon them and so many things that we're not supposed to be or that we are that are levied upon us as insults, you know, whether it be, you know, she looks like a man or she's got too much muscle or she's too thick or her butt's too big or this or that. Like, it's just a lot to deal with. You know, you, you're getting it from like every, every single angle. You know, and it's just, it's just frustrating sometimes. And it's just so hard to not play into that, I think. Yeah. So I want to kind of live in the black athlete space for a minute. Because mm -hmm. we've been talking kind of big picture. Right. And I want to live in the black athlete space for a minute. Because I, and I am totally going soapbox here and i know i'm gonna piss somebody off and i kind of don't care whatever but when i say somebody i literally i literally just mean somebody i don't know who but somebody will be pissed off that i said this but i really 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 fucking hate that <laughs> these days there are so many of us black women out here with and i'm saying this as part of the thick thicker than thick thick thicky girl club i am mm -hmm. one of y'all I need us to stop trying to build fitness careers on thick. Stop. Right. Stop it. I hate that. I really do. I really have an issue with that because the thing is, thick is thick. Whatever. There's a lot of black women out here who are thick. There are a ton of us. If you have not been to the South, come here. There are tons of us. There are 4 million and 60 billion of us who look just like you. Mm-hmm. Build, build your fitness empire on your skill. Right build it on your education build it on your knowledge build it on your on your on, on your achievements as an athlete or what have you but i hate to see so many women who are out here you know and i don't care what you work out in but it's what you're doing in it right do you really need to do every single video with the camera where i can see all of what you waxed that morning exactly do I really need to see that every morning um do we need to every time you put out an ad for your fitness uh for your company or your organization or whatever or what have you your training services do you really need to be showing us your thick big booty is your only selling point that you can grow a big butt right that's i have an issue with that because and i think in general i get tired and i and i i've said it about the other side of life too, the more mainstream white girl side of life. I'm tired of people being excited about being thick. I'm just tired of that shit. And yeah, that is my shit because I've been thick since before it was cool to be thick. Exactly. And I'll be thick and I'll be thick after it's cool to be thick. And so I just get tired of right now in the space where we are, especially as black women, 
everything is marketed to. I can give you curves. If you lift weights, you'll have curves. Wait a minute. I have plenty of skinny friends who've been lifting weights for years, and they still don't have hips. Exactly. Well, and not or only they, that, and, but and, it's just like the shit that we deal, you know, that that's just us every day walking around. All of a sudden now is some shit to be celebrated. Like, get the fuck out of here. Right. And we're doing it to ourselves. And I think that's what bothers me more than anything else is that we went from we complain about the Kim Kardashians of the world, these women who aren't black. And no, thickness is not a black girl trait. Right. There's a whole lot more of us running around thick since day one than there are other people. And I hate the fact that we yell about and complain about the Kim Kardashians of the world who wear their their ethnicity or the blackness as a costume. But then we put on a costume and do it to ourselves. Like, right. I, I can't stand seeing girls who are like, oh... I'm 12 weeks out from doing figure, but look at my big juicy booty. Get over it. Right. (laughs) Why are you selling your figure competitor body with butt implants or a bent over? And I'm like for bikini, I'll give it to you. Do it all in bikini because bikini, that is what you, that is how you win. Right. That's, I I can't argue with you if you're a bikini, bikini competitor and you're showing me your ass because literally that's part of your judging. Turn around and show us your ass. They right. may not say it that way, but that's but let's be real here. That's what they're doing. But for girls who are powerlifting, girls who are whatever, why are you? Why are we selling that right. unnecessarily right. as black women? Like, why are we fighting for the attention of? And I do think to some degree it is this. Why are we using that to fight for the attention of black men to give us legitimacy as athletes? What is that exactly? I, I want someone to tell me what that is because I've noticed there's a whole group of us on Instagram that I see all the time and who I love to watch where we're just out there and whatever we have on that day is what we have on that day. Right. Like I said, if I'm in my pajamas, I'm in my pajamas. If I'm in booty shorts, I'm in booty shorts. If I'm wearing leggings, I'm wearing leggings. Whatever the case may be. Shit. If I'm in a ball gown, I'm in a ball gown. Right. Whatever. But there's an, there's an entire other group that I've started to accidentally come across where... They are purely selling, and I, I want to stick to black women because I think it's a separate issue, who are marketing specifically to the black men of the world who just want to look at thick girls with big butts. Right. And that's cool. Go do King Magazine. I got tons of friends who've done that. Right. But why are you selling yourself as fitness? Right. When your end game is not fitness or strength coach, when your end game is not strength coach. Like, I don't need to see you doing the same slow motion exercises every day for six months. Right. Give me something to learn from. Give Hell, if you're going to do it that way, give the men something to learn. Because yeah. Lord knows, a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Um, right. So, I, I, just, I just hate to see black women kind of playing into, well, black men only pay attention to thick girls. So, I'm going to market myself as a girl, as a thick girl. And right. That's my, that's where, that's where I start and end. Yeah. It's just I, I I've noticed it more and more, and it just bothers it bothers the hell out of me. I'm yeah. not gonna sit here and pretend like it doesn't. <laughs> it does. I mean, yeah, like you said, and it's just you know, like I said, for me, you know, I have friends that have young daughters. I you know, again, I you know, I'm I'm really, you know, I, I really deeply believe in mentorship and things like that. And it's just like, 
you know, you're preaching to these young women, not preaching, but you're saying, hey, you know, it's okay to love yourself. It's, you know, whatever body you have is a good body. You know, just make sure you're healthy. Just make sure you're eating enough. Make sure you're moving your body on a regular basis. And then they come back with, but this person's on Instagram and she's, you know, selling this flat tummy tea and she's doing this thing and, you know, slim thick or whatever the fuck these, you know, babes are saying. And it's kind of like, it's hard to combat that because that's what they see. That's what they're constantly bombarded with, you know, and it's like, you know, people wonder why women have such, you know, poor self image or, you know, poor self-esteem and it's like you know these are the kind of activities powerlifting crossfit whatever that are those, those things that can really help elevate you and make you feel like it's not important what i look like or it's not important what my body looks like it's more important the things that it does and that you know my body's capable of but you see this stuff just kind of telling you the exact opposite you know and it's just yeah, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what else to do to combat that. And it doesn't help. And this is something that we definitely can't fix. It doesn't help that men play into it. Right. I know I have, I have a fair number of male followers. Hey guys. Um, and it's funny to watch the range of men who follow me because some of them are clearly in it because, okay, this girl's a kick-ass athlete and this is what we do, what she does. And we have legitimate conversations about powerlifting behind the scenes. Like mm -hmm. when they slid into the DMs, they slid into the DMs about sumo deadlifts right. or bench press or what have you. And they have legitimate questions about shit that I do. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But there's an entire subset of these dudes who really seem to think that I'm in this shit for them to look at my ass. Right. I don't show my ass on Instagram. I think I can count on, on like one hand how many times my ass has been visible to the camera on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but just the same because they find my body appealing. And there are probably three million other women out there who are doing similar videos, but they're doing them in slow motion, bent over to make sure you see everything. They come at me that way. And if you see young girls, if you've got young girls out here who are seeing that all these men, I, I mean, I can think of about five girls off the top of my head who I saw today who they're not great athletes and I'm not trying to shade them. I'm just saying they're not great athletes. Right. But if you go through their likes and their comments, they might have 10,000 followers and they might have two, 3,000 likes and, you know, a couple hundred comments. Right. And it's all men talking about how thick and sexy they are. And if you have young girls who are out here, black women, because I, like I said, I'm trying to stay in that space today. Black women looking at that and young black women looking at that, that's how they, that's what yeah. they follow. That's where they're going to go. And I think unlike a lot of other sports, like I think of track and field. I felt I follow a couple of young track and field af athletes and um, a CC Kyle who we've posted on our mm -hmm. um, on our Instagram a couple of times. CC's a track and field coach. They I feel I watch these girls who do track and field. They have a really good mentorship situation because mm -hmm. there are so many black women in that sport. You there are black women all over track and field. Right. So there's always someone kind of looking out for them. But in these in this fitness world, there aren't that many of us. Right. Um, at least not yet. We're growing. We're here. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if they were, if we weren't. Right. But there isn't that immediate little sister, big sister, or coaching relationship that's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. And 
there's a lot of room for these little for these younger girls to make big mistakes that they might not be so happy in 10 or 15 or 20 years that they are making and I, I understand because I remember feeling that way. Like, well, why do all the boys like her? Mm-hmm. And why does she get all the attention? And I'm out here doing the same thing. You know, I'm trying to be a dancer or a soccer player or now a powerlifter, whatever. Right. Thankfully, right now, for me, powerlifting does not rest in the arms of men. I don't give a fuck about the men, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether mm-hmm. they like it or not. I'm not in it for that. I'm not in it to make money. But I do remember being a dancer and looking at some of the other girls going to auditions and being like, well, I want this job working for XYZ artist. Why didn't I get this job? And then when I thought about what was going on in that audition, I might have been the only girl who didn't turn her ass to the judges and twerk. Right. Or I might have been the only girl who wasn't, you know, completely over the top sexy and crawling around on the floor and, you know. And it was always very tempting to me, even as an as someone who was conscious of it and had influences telling me not to go that route. It was always really tempting to just do that because I knew that it would lead to better options later if I played my cards right. Mm-hmm. Or at least in theory it would. I'd have more opportunities to audition. I'd at least get the job, which meant I had a paycheck. Right, exactly. <laughs> and could pay my rent. And I often and I just see this and I worry because we do. It's 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 where, where does it stop? At what point, you know, does it stop? And there's artistic sexy and then there's just sex for the sake of sex right and as an adult yeah enjoy it i mean we all have sex i mean most of us do right um but what message are you sending Mm -hmm. i i I, it always to me comes down to if i hand my phone to my nephew's little girl even though she's way too young to be playing in my phone anyway Mm -hmm. but if i hand it to her and she flips through it does she get a decent image of woman from me? I right. don't care what she gets out there in the world from other people, but when she comes back to me, what is she seeing about black women? Right. Right. And if I'm giving her, you have to be thick, sexy, and naked, that's not the right message to be giving no, her. No, definitely not. <laughs> and and that's, that's where I get caught up. That's where I, I, I put my fist in the air and I get mad. And yeah, my soapbox is that. Yeah. No, I, and like I said, I hear you, you know, it's, it's just it's it's a lot you know and it's a lot to unpack and like i said you know when you start factoring in you know am i am i in my feelings you know sort of un you know is there a reason for me to be in my feelings about this and you know if there's not then you know what is that saying about whatever issues i'm dealing with you know and i always try to be mindful of that is it's a situation where i'm like wow well you know i'm feeling less than because my body doesn't look like a b or c or this person looks like you know sort of what the perception of what an athlete looks like and i'm not and you know whatever um or like i said is it just simply that you know this kind of imagery is just hurtful and it's not constructive for you know what you're trying to advance for for women that are athletes that are in these different sports you know or whatever um and you know i don't i don't know what the answer is about what to do about that i mean in some ways you know for example if there's certain things that don't resonate with me like certain magazines that i used to buy all the time you know with you know that related to fitness and working out and all those things and there's really probably only two majors one two major ones left anymore so you can guess which ones i'm talking about but i just don't even bother buying those anymore because they're just not representative of me and representative of what you know i find 
inspirational or what I find appealing. So I just, you know, I just don't spend my coins on that. You know, same thing with a lot of clothing companies, you know, um, I can look at and say, okay, well, you know, this, the messaging behind this organization, like I can get with. And so, you know, I'll throw my support behind that, you know, like um, Girls Who Power Lift or, you know, Girl Clothing, stuff like that. But there may be others where I'm just like, you know what, like y'all are just not really doing anything particularly helpful to my community you're just kind of taking up space so I just opt not to spend my money there you know so I don't know if it's starting there or you know using your voice to speak out against that kind of stuff to say yo you know advertisers yo supplement companies this is not what we want you know I want to see a strong ass woman throwing up some heavy ass weight you know maybe taking a swig of one of your protein shakes or you know one of your other supplements like that stuff to me that's you know that is um motivating and that inspires me I think I've done something similar with my Instagram and I think I've talked about it here before. I've removed a lot of people from Instagram and I actually, <laughs> funny story, I uh, actually accidentally removed an actual friend of mm-hmm. mine <laughs> um, because I wasn't paying attention and one day I just decided that I made a deal with myself and I said, every time I see something image-wise that bothers me and not like, oh, I'm jealous, but genuinely bothers me, Um, either because it's just playing into the whole culture of fitness foolery, as I call it on Instagram, or it was overly sexualized or just not something I needed to see. I would just unfollow the account, not, you know, I might check and, you know, say, see if they had anything of value there, but by curating what I see and not just what I put out there, because that's what people do on Instagram. People curate what they show and what they share, but I also curate the other way around. I trim back what I watch. I trim back whose accounts I'm looking at and who I'm interacting with so that, no, I'm not constantly bombarded with these images. And they don't really have an impact on me one way or the other because I know I'm at an age now where I know I can't look like sexy lady number 452. Um, That's not where I'm invested. But it's one less, I'm not supporting her. If I don't agree with your message, I'm not going to support you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not supporting the companies that support you. Right. <laughs> it eliminates. I've noticed that by eliminating one person, I can easily, over the span of a couple of days, eliminate five to ten fo- ca- yeah. accounts that I don't need to follow, or they disappear from that thing. When you know, when you just browse and you can see ex- the explore yeah. page, the more I trim back who I pay attention to, the better my explore mm-hmm. page looks. Yep. And I stopped seeing, because there was a point where every day I was like, okay, look, if y'all show me one more thick girl who's a stripper, right? I'm just throw my, I'm throwing my phone out the window. Yeah. And I have nothing against strippers or thick girls, but that's not what I'm on Instagram for. That's not the community I'm a part of. That's not the information I want to get. And, and it's certainly not what I want to be seeing when I'm scrolling through my phone if I'm sitting next to my boss in the car. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. That's not a good look. Um, but the longer I spent and the more time I invested in cultivating that and and kind of curating that and figuring out who and what and how I wanted to see things, um, it's made my experience that much better. And I was reading something today related to this, um, especially the younger girls part. They were talking about the mental health side of that we don't fully understand yet about um, 
about social media and yeah. social media use and the fact that so many teenagers now use social media in isolation. Yeah. So their parents aren't sitting next to them. And one of the things that they were saying is that we have to do a better job with the kids in our lives, especially adolescents, of paying attention to what they're paying attention to on social media because not only are they getting negative messages like this, but it's actually impacting their self-esteem in the long term like we can't undo they're starting to find that we can't undo the shit that they're learning right from these people out there in the world that they don't even really know and that's really scary to me because i can't think of any messaging that i received at 13 that hasn't been undone now that i'm 37 right nothing i learned from anybody other than my parents yes is still inside of me now at 37 and they're starting to say that some of these messages these kids are getting are sticking with them right and they are really be forming the foundation of what they truly believe about the world and their place in the world and that that's terrifying yeah yeah and i'm really happy i don't have children to deal with right now <laughs> but if that's what's really going on here then yeah it is worth it to start pulling back those messages and doing what we can in terms of not supporting and not condoning that kind of imagery even if it's just for the sake of that's not what our children Mm -hmm. being black children or ethnic children need to see right because also we didn't even touch on this and i think we covered it enough in the body image episode but just again like you said we're also not considered we're we have our own corner of sexy but in the mainstream we don't even really get that 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 acknowledgement so that's also negative in a way that we're not even considered sexy Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. by the mainstream a lot of times it's it's a very odd dynamic that our community is not thought of as sexy women are not presented as sexy the men are but that's again another a whole bunch of sociological issues and psychological issues that go into that but the women a lot of times we are sexy mm-hmm. in our own community. That's why we have our own sexual, sexy girl magazines right. and all of that. But in the mainstream, we've talked about this. The black girls you see look nothing like the women that are usually considered sexy mm-hmm. by the black community. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting conflict. Okay, great. I can't see myself represented as an athlete in general. Like Nike is not putting a thick black girl until, unless it's a plus size model anywhere on there in their world but over here in instagram land the only black women i see have big booties big hips and big boobs and tiny waists and they all look exactly the same like they came out of a kit for how to be sexy Mm. how do you even how do you resolve that good question good question (laughs) yeah no and i i feel like you know again this is just you know for us about kind of putting that dialogue out there and and raising more questions and not necessarily always having the answers, you know, but I think it's important, um, again, you know, for, you know, not only our daughters, but our sons and, and, you know, sort of those, you know, black female athletes and women that are kind of, you know, kind of coming up now to, to kind of put that out there because it's, you know, you don't, you don't have to present that way if you don't want to. And I think that's an important message that, you know, needs to be communicated. It's one thing if you decide for yourself, you know what, this is how I'm comfortable. This is how I'm comfortable putting myself out there, you know, 
raising my visibility, you know, whether it be through promoting certain products or, you know, wearing certain clothing. And that's fine. I don't, I don't ever have an issue with that in a woman exercising free will. But what I do have an issue with is either, like I said, doing it in sort of a performative way, um, or doing it because you feel like for whatever reason, you've kind of been, pressured into doing that and pressured into presenting yourself that way and pressured into, you know, um, entertaining all of those, you know, different randoms on your, on your Instagram and your Facebook feed, stuff like that. Like that's never cool. You know, so if you're, you know, if you're exercising free will, go ahead, do you, but just be mindful about that. I think is, is what's really important. Making good choices. Yes. (laughs) Always. Choices because there are always, you know, repercussions and, you know, consequences for your actions. So I think, you know, definitely, you know, kind of bearing those things in mind, I think is, you know, I think that's where we're coming from at the end of the day. So, you know, I don't know if there's anything else compelling you wanted to add. I feel like we came full circle. Look yeah, at Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, and we did it in like an hour. Okay, and I oh feel like God. this has been like a super speedy episode. So yeah, if you have comments or questions or you know other things you want to hear us talk about, you know, hit us up. Um, you know, on our Instagram page on the Chocolate Bar Podcast, we changed the name a little bit. Um, you know, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Um, if you you know something resonated with you or you want to hear us talk about something else, let us know. Um, yeah, and and it, again, it's it's been a pleasure it's been a joy you know talking to you guys and 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 kind of getting our voice out there and uh you know i'm brie and we'll see you at the bar bye-bye